Welcome to Thought Feeder. My name is Joel. With me, as always, is the long-suffering John Stephen Stancil. Today, he really wants to talk about the fringe social networks that have been popping up in light of uh, the political right exodus from Twitter and Facebook. In particular, JS wants to talk about Parler. I'm not sure I want to talk about it, okay. but I feel like we need to talk about it. And I don't want to give it any more headspace than it deserves, which is really not that much. But at some point, if you work in social media, you're going to get asked. Somebody higher up or, or, or somebody along the chain is going to ask you about one of these apps. And you need to, to have a little bit of background and understanding on it. But also, I want to save you the trouble of actually having to download and create an account on the thing because we don't need to be giving parlor any more numbers than they already have which is plenty they're number one on the app store right now they're just growing pretty rapidly but i don't think it's going to stick around for a long time so just quickly background on what parlor is parlor has been around for a little while now but it was created two, two years i think yeah, is, two uh, years. What, yeah about two years and it's supposedly the social medium that supports free speech, which we can talk about free speech and all that. But like, they're the anti-censorship social platform. But honestly, like, okay, one, the First Amendment doesn't protect you on Twitter or Facebook. Like, Facebook and Twitter own their platform. If they want to delete your post, they can delete your post. That's not a violation of your First Amendment rights. The First Amendment protects you from government censorship, not yep. censorship from tech platforms. Yep. So there's that. It's a misunderstanding of the First Amendment. But their whole principles, you can say whatever you want on, on Parler. There's really no restrictions. There except, are... Except there are some restrictions. Yes. There are a few because <laughs> there are laws, right? So <laughs> yeah, there is trademark protection, intellectual property protection on Parler. There's... You can't incite violence on Parler, which is kind of... I don't know what they qualify as inciting violence because i've yeah. seen some stuff on there there's no supposedly no nudity or pornography but that's on parlor and they do have a whole section of where you can report uh child crime on parlor because they're all in the the q on thing and apparently yeah, there's all sorts of trafficking happening uh, all all the time yeah yep you know, I, Ikea and was, was it Ikea or a Wayfair? Wayfair, Wayfair is smuggling kids and yeah. And, and yeah. And yeah, pizza gate and all that. Right. It, it is a breeding ground of conspiracy theories and hate speech and all kinds of bad stuff. So why are we talking about it today? Because I think it's important to be aware of what's happening there and understand what we need to monitor there. Cause I feel I've said on, on Twitter a couple of times that parlor kind of feels to me like 4chan for boomers. Mm. And uh, there are a lot of really funny names for parlor yeah. that we, that we probably shouldn't mention on this show, but you can find them on other social networks. Right. So JS let's like widen the view on this and look at why do you think an administrator is going to come up to a, higher ed social media manager or person and ask them about parlor because they're going to see it on facebook mm -hmm. and you may have seen this in your own feed uh, a relative of yours or a distant connection has put on facebook in a very melodramatic way i'm leaving facebook forever enjoying the free speech movement of parlor or something uh to that effect they're almost all kind of copy and pasted you know find me on parlor i'm at whatever handle and i think 
after the election, there were a lot of these posts, and I think people are going to, who don't know what Parler is, are just like any other social network are going to say, oh, I've seen so-and-so talk about this social network. Is this something we need to be, be on? Yeah. It's almost like my 15-year-old nephew is on TikTok. Should we be on it? My 60-year-old right. uncle was talking about Parler. Do we need to be on it? I think this is a, a distinction to make, and this is something that applies to any new platform that comes out. Like, how can the average person that's managing a social account for their college or university put a rational argument in place that you don't have to be and and you shouldn't be on every single platform that's out there? Because I, I think this is common. I think Parler is a particularly destructive sort of enclave of just, honestly, anti-intellectual thinking. And so why would you even be there in the first place? Right. But... This is something that I think higher ed struggles with in general. It's that we always want to be on the new shiny thing and we want to do it without a strategy. And we don't actually think about is our audience there, you know? Right. Well, you know, if, if your audience is a bunch of conspiracy theories, like if you're trying to sell Trumpy bears, maybe you need to be on parlor. But for higher ed, there's there's no reason for us to be on parlor. The only possible reason would be to monitor it. But honestly, even there, I, I don't monitor Fortune. I don't monitor yeah. a lot of the, these fringe networks. But I do want to be aware of them for CrisisCom because sometimes things that start there can find their way into other networks and then find their way on, ways onto our campus. Yeah. Or yeah. in a crisis situation, you might need to dip your toes into Parler and look at some of those conversations that are happening. But... I don't think it's something that a higher ed social media manager or any social media manager needs to be checking in on every single day. There are a few things that, you know, I think we do need to worry about. I've already found several athletic departments who have presences on, on Parler, and I'm almost 100% sure they are unofficial because the ones that I found were all created on the same day mm -hmm. and look alike mm. so obviously there are some brand impersonation accounts happening on parlor and i think it's important to go and check in and see if there are any that are in your university's name and file trademark disputes with them because parlor does allow you to dispute that mm. so that's important but trying to monitor it for conversation like you would twitter or instagram or any other social medium it's just not feasible and also because one not only is Parler a bad app, it's a bad app. <laughs> like, it's just not designed well. And I'd, I'd be curious to get your take on this a little bit because I'm trying to determine if the limited search functionality of Parler is just bad design or it's, it's not a bug, it's a feature. Because right now on Parler, you can only search for usernames and hashtags hmm. you can't like when you do the search you can't your spacebar doesn't work so you can't type yeah. you know university space of whatever you can just type what would be a hashtag so hmm. if i'm talking about let's say university of texas unless somebody has written hashtag university of texas just one long word i can't search for it which means a few things search is really really difficult there's a huge amount of hashtag spam on parlor where you know if you type out 
you know, I tried, you can't do location search. So I was searching my home state, Arkansas. So just hashtag Arkansas. Well, all the posts come up. Also search is all chronological. There's not, it's not like Twitter where you get like yeah. top tweets versus chronological. Yeah. You can only get chronological. So you get all of these parlays as they're called. They're not posts. They're not tweets. They're parlays that are spam message. Visit my QAnon site. Hashtag Arkansas. Hashtag Alaska. Hashtag Alabama. Hashtag you know, all, all, 50 all 50 states. states yeah. yeah. So part of me wonders, though, is that by design of parlor to kind of keep people out of conversations that they don't want them to be a part of? I... I have a couple of thoughts as to what it could be. I think like that that definitely could, what you said definitely could be the case. They are really just limiting it on purpose so that people can't search. I I don't I wouldn't really understand because I think they would want certain things amplified because it really is designed just to be an echo chamber for a specific group of people. I mean that's what it was designed for. And literally, literally, the you, you don't share or retweet. Of course, I wouldn't call it retweet, but right, they're they're, they're it, right that you echo it. Like yeah. you click the echo button to say, "Oh, I echoed that." Yeah. It's being an it's, echo chamber is a part of the parlor yeah. brand. It's built into it. Right. Um, I shared this Twitter thread with you, JS, and all. Uh, may I'll put it, a mail embedded in the show notes um, in the transcript if anyone wants to see it. But there was a long thread by someone who did research into the funding of parlor and it looks like it's a russian psyops campaign it really does because they have no tech funding they have no traditional venture capital and you know investment or anything like that it's all money that is we don't know we don't know where the money is coming from and the people that created it the two the two guys that that created this platform have like two or three failed other platforms before it. The, there's a lot of shady stuff around how this platform has kind of bumped up to the place that it has been. And so part of me wonders if it's, it's not a real company, like they don't have real staff. They don't have enough people to actually implement these features because all of their funding is coming from uh, the Kremlin is honestly, like, <laughs> I mean, is honestly what it looks like. All the money is coming from foreign investors that are they're not here to help the U.S. They're not here well, to help. Even America. the design of the app, like the red text on a black background, it yeah. just looks like a 1980s spy thriller movie. It's just like it, it, it looks like Tom Clancy the app. Yeah, like, it's just so. Yeah. it's hideous. I just don't think the team is smart enough. I don't think they have the right people in place to build algorithms to do the trending stuff to even like make a search that would be usable. And so doing the chronological thing is the easiest thing for them to do. And then not even having to parse actual search terms. If you can only type in a hashtag or a username, those are linked directly linked to, to records. When you type in a search query, that's a couple of words. It, there has to be an algorithm that reads that and figures out what you're trying to search for and weights things and, you know, and all that in the, in the way that Google and other search engines do. And they're a young company. They don't have real investment from traditional sources. And so I don't know that search is an important part for them. I, I would think that they would want a good search so that the echo chamber can reverberate even louder and stronger in different places. But maybe not. Like maybe it's really. I don't think they're trying to keep people out. Like, well, it's like I, I, it's a it's a safe space for the, hate. Yeah. <laughs> the the mob the mob will keep people out. The people that they don't want there are not going to be there because 
because there's a mob mentality already with the user base that's there. Right. But also, my reasoning in thinking that they might not want that search to work is because, one, we we ran here in Arkansas, ran into a problem. An Arkansas sheriff said some very hateful things on Parler, basically that Democrats should be killed. And somebody saw that, reported it. It became a news story. He lost his job over it. He was given the the opportunity to, quote unquote, retire. I think they should have just fired him, not let him do that. But, you know. What, what some, some states can't do that. Yeah. I know, like, we can't do that. Like, we can't do that in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he retired in disgrace, right? This yeah. is, he should be disgraced. Yeah. But I, I, I wonder, though, like, that sort of thing, it, monitoring that sort of thing is just so... You're never going to find it unless you are a part of those conversations. You're not going to enter a, a hashtag and sort of stumble upon it unless you are weeding through all of these spam posts just conspiracy theories that are just spammed with hashtags mm-hmm. there's tons of cam girls on there it's just it's terrible so i i really wouldn't recommend any social media manager to make it like i said a part of their daily or even weekly tasks to try and monitor it unless and- there is a stone cold crisis that you know there is a conversation revolving around a certain hashtag and i think on top of that Every institution needs to evaluate whether that is a mode of thought, a group of people, a a societal culture that they want to be associated with. Because I, I think there's a I think you risk you risk a lot of people being like, oh, you're active on parlor your the university is like that's no yeah you know like oh oh i i don't think the a, a university I, I think, shouldn't you shouldn't even have a placeholder name on parlor right no. i've seen a few universities just searching like once again search sucks right so i i have stumbled upon a few universities that have i assume have placeholders because it's the university name there's no content it's a blank avatar i'm like okay that there's some social media manager who's grab that i wouldn't even go so far to do that if if you feel the need that you need to check in and monitor just create a dummy account with a dummy email fake name and and use that to keep tabs on any conversations that are happening there but you don't need to have a university handle anywhere where near it it's just it's just a toxic platform worst case scenario it's not gone quickly i know you think it's going to be gone quickly but but worst case scenario like let's say their funding is coming from a foreign government that's here to harm the u.s or they somehow get massive tech funding from someone like you know some notable right-wing tech bro who launches cars into space for instance whoever could you be talking about (laughs) Um, not naming names just do a little google let's like look forward what do you where do you think this goes okay let me first address why i think it'll be gone quickly yeah okay there's a few reasons i think one it's awful and no no brands are gonna there's no monetization right now sure. under it they do have promoted posts i've noticed a few pop up and it's generally right-wing politicians amplifying their own messages which one i have a whole issue with that that i won't get into right now but there, there's really no monetization possibility there okay two it, it there's a limited span of audience i'm not gonna get on it you're probably yeah i don't think Joel, you're not you're not creating an account. No, right, um, right now I no, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm on. I have a fake name on it that I used to learn about it, but 
you're not going to have at JS Stancil on Parler ever. Right. So it's it's got a limited audience that's going to in building there. And if it wants to be an actual social network, you have to have, there's a reason why Google, it's going to fail the same reason Google Plus failed, yeah. right? You don't have everybody there. Yes, these people are saying, oh, I'm moving over to Parler because it's the free speech app, like your Uncle Roger or whatever. But Uncle Roger's still going to want to see pictures of his nieces and nephews. And if those aren't on Parler, he's still going to be going back to Facebook to check that out, right? To connect with the rest of his family. So eventually, he's going to get bored with his Parler buddies too. Right-wing trolls are any troll. Yeah. You know, any troll whatsoever needs something to feed on. So yeah. in this echo chamber, they're not going to have anybody to argue with unless they start cannibalizing each other for, yeah. oh, QAnon A versus QAnon B or something like that. They start arguing over which pizza parlor is the worst one. You know? yeah. So I think they'll get bored and slowly shift back. Now, I don't think it will die completely anytime soon. I think the long term is that it becomes this fringe social network, sort of a, a 4chan or 8chan where people become radicalized or where mm. radicals gather. And that's kind of frightening to me. I think the same way a show like InfoWars continues, it just has that niche audience and it'll cater to that for as long as it can. But again, if it's not able to monetize, it's going to fade out. So one of the things that I've thought about with kind of these these more fringe, not just social platforms, it's supposed news, which is not news. You can't actually call it news. There's no journalism done. But these kind of fringe networks, platforms that disseminate information and content that's terrible. There's a, I think one of the, one of the main reasons that these things do stay alive and stay open is that we give them air ongoingly. So We're giving like, it now. I mean, th this is going to be a short episode, though, <laughs> just basically saying you don't need to be there. Don't do it. And I think like right now, it's a hot topic. People are talking about it for sure. But the more that the New York Times is and the Washington Posts and the people, the blue checks on Twitter and everyone else continue to push and talk and blah, 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 blah about Parler, about Newsmax, about Breitbart, all those sorts of things. You think about networks like Breitbart, everyone knows that Breitbart is terrible and isn't valid and lies all the time and isn't objective and twists the truth and isn't real journalism. And so we don't talk about Breitbart as much as we did 10 years ago, mm -hmm. uh, maybe 12 years ago, <laughs> I guess going more going into the Obama administration, right? And I think a lot of that is just because we like we just don't talk about it. And so it still exists, but it's not given the power and the air to breathe that a lot of other places are. And and I think that's I think that the same thing happens with Fox News. The reason Fox News is still around is that we constantly talk about it. A lot of people aren't watching Fox News anymore. They've moved on to these fringe these fringe things like parlor for their news or to reading Newsmax or these other things that have cropped up that are that are distinctly right wing to be honest white nationalist funded and and propagated information I, I think there's a big difference between giving it air to breathe and shining sunlight on it yes and i think that's what we need to do quickly with parlor like let's, let's put the spotlights put some sh sunshine on it sunshine's the best disinfectant right yeah and say okay look this is what it is yeah here's what you need to know about it done end of story let's stop talking about it yeah so that's my feeling on it like okay here here is what what we need to know about it it's bad 
right? You don't need to be on it when your Uncle Roger gets on Facebook and says that he's leaving. He's okay. Bye, Felicia. Right? Yeah. And and if somebody at your university or organization asks you about it, you have a clear answer of of what it is, rather than just saying no, we don't need to be on it. Because oftentimes it's, that's not enough of an answer, even though it should be. And, and again, kind of like you're saying, it's just like for any sort of network, you need to have a clear laid out answer, like why we are here or why right. we are not here. And and in, in the event that you may need to dip your toes in it into a crisis, just understand the basic functionality of it. Yeah, That's another reason I don't think it's going to stick around for a while. Like it's just a really poorly designed social network. So to sum it up, why should people not, why should schools, institutions, colleges, universities not be on Parler? Like bullet points. Uh, I'll just lay it out. Parler is a social platform that like the feature of it is we enable white nationalism and we enable hate speech and you just don't want to be there. You don't want to be on that playground. There you go. So some other resources on Parler, I will post that thread that I referenced earlier uh, in the show notes. I'd also recommend listening to the episode of On the Media, which is an NPR show that was released on November 13th, 2020. It's very interesting. They talked to to Casey Newton and there's all kinds of great stuff in that episode. So I'll also link to that in the show notes and we'll probably tweet about it. I, I think it's one of those things where we never know the politics of the people that are in administration roles, or I mean, sometimes we do, but <laughs> it's, it's, you know, sometimes we know the politics of people in administration roles and leadership roles at our institutions. But I think the main thing in anything, any kind of work that we're doing digitally is to keep the good of the institution itself at the forefront of the decisions that are being made. And so whether being on a new platform, whether it's parlor or whatever the next TikTok is, or, you know, these other nascent social media platforms that may be harmless. Does it do anything to help your institution? Does it do anything to help you reach the prospective students and the audiences that you have? Or is it something that actually could be detrimental to what your mission is as an institution? Parlor can't help you. It can only hurt you. There you go. Cool. You want to, you want to wrap it up? Plug your plugs. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I got a fiver. (laughs) Oh Yeah. Yeah. Hey, JS, thanks for being here on the show, as you yeah. always are. You want to like give us your plugs and like, plug your pepper I, that you I, I did write just a brief synopsis of all of this on, on my, my website, just jsdancel.com. That'll come right up. I had a few people request because I, I have a parlor account. I get a few people said like, hey, will you look up my school and make sure we're not on there? And I, I just in passing as a joke, I said, I need to start a fiver. Like I'll look up your university on parlor. <laughs> and I did it. <laughs> so if you want to find out if your your university is on Parler, I, I have a Fiverr account for that, and I will donate whatever comes in to maybe Planned Parenthood. I just haven't decided what would be a good spot a to donate. Do, you should do a poll. Yeah, Poverty Law Center. Yeah, Southern Poverty Law Center would be a good one. So uh, I, I I I came up with that on a whim yesterday. I haven't put thought into where I'd, I'd like to donate yet. But I think but, anything uh, that can fight white nationalism. Exactly. In I think Southern Poverty Law Center would probably be a good one. So I'll think on that and get, get back to you. But yeah, that, that's awesome. more of a an eye roll joke than anything. But. Uh, <laughs> But hey, we should pay the we should we should pay the Southern Poverty Law Center for your time and and grief in having to interact with Park. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening to Thought Feeder. This is a shortened episode. We've got a lot of great episodes in the pipeline and they will be coming out shortly. If you want to listen to any of our past episodes, you can go to thoughtfeederpod.com. We've got transcripts for all of them as well. 
You can subscribe to us on whatever platform you get your podcasts from. And uh, follow us on Twitter, at ThoughtFeedPod. We'd love to chat with you. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you have interacted with Parlor and have hopefully run away. And we, we're, we're, here to, we're here to take on the war stories and the, the, the grief. So anyway, JS, good to see you. Can't All hear right. you. Take it easy. Thought Feeder is a production of University Insight. 